Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Never Made Varsity. I am Sleepy, and you can find me on Twitter at CoolBeacomplains. All one word. That went from high energy to very low energy in the span of about <laughs> half a second. <laughs> I told you I was summoning all the energy I had, and that was You're that laying was on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long weekend. It has been. We I'm ready happy. for, like, an extended break. Mm-hmm. It's almost Thanksgiving time, but the spooks are over. It's Christmas season. Sure. Well, howdy, y'all. It's me, Maverick. You can find me on Twitter at heartbreak underscore underscore kid. Is that about the same level? Yeah, I thought that was good. What the yeah. heck? Why? No, shit. Frick. Did you just shush um, me? (laughs) No, I I didn't shush you. I shushed my phone. I shushed my phone. I was looking at the weather to see if I could wear a Christmas sweater soon, but I cannot. Anyways, I'm Aaron. I'm also tired. I have a paper to write. Uh, And you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. Uh, David is in traffic at the moment. So hopefully he will be joining us soon. But as for now, it's just the three of us. So, y'all want to get started? Let's do it. With our favorite team, uh, UNC football. Whoa. Um, finding new ways to be embarrassing <laughs> every week. I'm laughing so the tears don't flow. Um. Carolina lost to Georgia Tech on homecoming, 38-28. to uh, It was tied in the fourth quarter, and that le- uh, that that tie went poof. Wasn't it 17 <laughs> unanswered points as well? And that was yeah. to tie it. So he almost pulled a 2015 there. It was just bad. I once again just did not really get bad. the chance to watch. I was at work. I guess it might have been for my benefit like the other weekends as well. Yes. You did not want to watch that game. It's just so... Nathan Elliott was pulled for Jace Reuter, a true freshman quarterback from Kansas, I'm pretty sure. Uh, He went 4-5 for 80 yards. Sorry, there's a crack on my phone. And then he got hurt. And had to leave the game. And Nathan Elliott came back and threw three interceptions. 
I heard. I think Lauren. I heard there were boos when he got put back in. Not necessarily at him, but just the natural decision to put him back in. Was that true? Yes, yes there were boos. There were boos at him, and there were boos whenever there were bad play calls in the second half. It was a mess. In the words of Andrew, the our fans were the most angry one in seven fans, the most invested one in seven fans <laughs> of a sports team that he'd ever seen. Was he watching the game? He was here. Oh, cool. It's because yeah. we care. <laughs> the most invested one in seven fans. <laughs> were the Browns not booing when they were one in seven? Well, I think he means of a college team because college is so year to year that once your team's not eligible, the fans usually just give up. But there was a good crowd at the game. Well, good crowd for a bit, but people cleared out fast. <laughs> and the crowd did boo a lot. Yeah. I mean, this coaching staff deserves it. It's just yeah. really bad. Like, I don't know what mm-hmm. else to say besides it's really bad. All that I have to say is that I hope we get Kelly Bryant. I mean, we are pushing hard for him. I like how the student section... Like had the had the Kelly Bryant shirts that they wore to the game on the front row. I mean, he could be yeah. a game changer for us. I think all we need is like a, a just a strong quarterback leader, and not to say that Nathan's not, but something is just not connecting. I mean, we just need a quarterback whose name isn't Nathan or Chaz, because Chase Reuter and Cade Fortin both looked like competent quarterbacks when they were under center. I think what I've been saying is true that when Carolina has a competent quarterback, they're an average to good team. It's just that every time we have a average to good quarterback, they get hurt. <laughs> and we have to fall back on a Nathan or a Chaz. Yeah. And also, I think Nathan was worse than anyone imagined he could have been this year because last year... Even though, Colby, I know you kept bringing up that he statistically was worse than Chaz last year, he still looked like a decent quarterback when he played most of the time. And this year he's just looked horrible. I think a microcosm of Nathan this season was that last interception that he threw where it was a perfect pass placed where only the the defender could catch it. (laughs) I've never seen a quarterback get picked off on a drag route like that. I've never seen that. It's just bad. Yeah. It's bad. I don't know what else to say about UNC football, especially this game. I just hope the indoor facility is done to the point where I can use it before I graduate. I just wonder if there's a scandal somewhere that we can use to maybe fire a coach for cause. But... <laughs> we will we'll see about that. We have college football playoff rankings. And they're changing question mark. <laughs> so let me see how fast my phone wants to load. The ah, ah so last week the top Five going in were Michigan, Notre Dame, LSU, Clemson, and Bama. LSU lost their game to Bama pretty handily, so they'll be out of the top four. 
So I would think that Notre Dame moves up and Michigan moves up. And Georgia slides into the five spot. We're st- everybody's playing yeah. for second. I mean, it's it's pretty clear yeah. to me. So I, I'm not even <laughs> really sweating these rankings at this point. Unless there's like any other major changes or like any difference in play. Everybody's playing for second. Does Clemson have a shot to beat Bama? I just really don't know, to be honest. It's not even that Clemson's bad. They're they're one of the best teams in the country, but there's just it looks like no one looks to be on Alabama's level at this point. Um, with two at quarterback, and we've we've already said this. Like when Alabama actually has a good quarterback, it, it's it's almost like a cheat code. Like it's very it's almost unfair how good they are. I w- the only reason I will say that. Clemson has a chance is because Alabama, however good they are, are still 18 to 21 year olds who, as Bomani Jones says, are the most unreliable people on the planet. So <laughs> that's the only reason I will say they have a chance, but good Lord, they look like world beaters right now. That D yeah. line, there's not a single person on there. Uh, it was either their O line or D line. That was smaller than six foot three, 300 pounds. I mean, like absolute monsters. I, I mean, I'd be afraid to go up against them. <laughs> Imagine what the guys that are actually like the same size think. Quote unquote, same size. Or same position, I guess. I don't know. Also, something that's funny, Pitt is going to be in the ACC championship game with their only ACC loss being us, and that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Coastal chaos at its finest. Is Pitt good? They can't be good. They lost to us. No, they lost to us, and we're barely a Division One team. They've got Virginia Tech, Wake, and Miami to finish the season, so they could very well win all three of those. Hey, by the transitive property of football, we're actually a really good team because we beat Pitt twice. In the last two years. Oh, man. Just bad. Uh, I'm, I'm, speaking of just bad. I'm just tired of losing. Uh, I'm tired of losing. I'm over it. <laughs> I'm very much over it. Speaking of over it, I am over the University of Maryland in their football program. Um, That was a mess this week. So... For those of you who missed it, Maryland somehow cleared DJ Durkin of wrongdoing and um, the death of the football player in May and was reinstated as head football coach on Tuesday, Wednesday, one of those days. Um, And then the very next day, after seeing the reaction from literally everyone outside of the Board of Regents um, at Maryland, they fired DJ Durkin. I just don't understand what they thought the reception was going to be of not firing him. Yeah, like I don't... (laughs) What did they think that... the board of regents saying it was okay was going to be good enough 
for literally the entire country to say, oh, I guess it was fine then. Yeah, I don't know. It's truly baffling to me. It's a bad situation. They're almost on, like, Baylor level to me, where I want nothing good to happen to the athletic department. Yeah. Also, they're a fake Big Ten team. And a traitorous ACC team. (laughs) Yeah. I really... I wish they were still in the ACC because those Maryland ACC, Maryland Duke games were always fun. Always a good time because they really hated Duke. I'm not sure why, but they really hated Duke. So it made for some good matchups. Then they got Rashid Suleiman and ruined it all. <laughs> yeah, they did. I remember yelling about Alex Lynn because he's not good, and then he'd do something good, and I'd yell that he's not good. (laughs) (laughs) And I still refuse to believe that he's good, even though he's in the NBA. (laughs) He's in the NBA, but he's not really good in the NBA. He's never been good. (laughs) And, um, oh, who's that guy? Matt, do you remember that point guard they had? Um, like Gravis, Gravis Vasquez, Gravis Vasquez, yeah. Oh, he's I can't forget that because not anymore. I always think he's of not, General he Gravis can't Vasquez. Still be in the league. There's no more. This is going to be a wild game of is he still in the league? <laughs> he is no longer in the league. Ah. Uh. And they had Justin Jackson. They did have a Justin Jackson. Was it also it's Diamond like Stone was on now it, or is he on the other? Or is he yeah, Wisconsin? he was on Maryland. Yeah. And now in college football, there's another Josh Allen, just like how there were two Justin Jacksons. He, and this Josh Allen is also going to be a first-round pick. Petition to make UMBC uh. the official Maryland. Did y'all see that they raised the banner just for beating Virginia? They did. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I would. I, I love, would put up that banner. Seeing that, that was hilarious. They also got votes in the first um, AP poll. Hmm. <laughs> Is Nevada really that good that they're ranked above us? I don't know. They can't be, right? I don't know. I mean, they were good last year. Like, they won games last year. <laughs> like I said, that's like the, that's I mean, like the Texas Techs of the world. The, quote, uh, I hate to say it, Gonzaga, because I do respect them, but it's the teams that always, like, start hot. But once you hit tournament time, it's all about the blue blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of college basketball, shall we jump into it? Yes. So, because thank God, basketball is back to save us from sorrow. We have games. We have games to talk about oh. for Carolina. Oh, how I, I you. didn't realize that when I was writing the rundown. But we have we have a couple games that we need to talk about, and one that was played even. We and one that was played. We actually played basketball. Yeah. <laughs> So um, let's talk about the exhibition first. So the Heels came out um, against Mount Olive. 
on Friday, Mount Olive, a Division II school in North Carolina. Uh, Heels won 107 to 64. Sounds right. Biscuits. So, yes. Bis- Good Lord. Those were the most frustrating biscuits ever. Oh my gosh. I feel um, like yeah, every time I, we get to 98, there's like a five minute lull in scoring. I really don't understand how it, or the inability for this team to hit 100 points. But I do think it's interesting the type of team that Roy chose to play against in the exhibition. I feel like Mount Olive also wanted to speed the game up and go fast. Um,. So, so far, we've only seen this team go up against itself and go up against another team that wants to push the tempo. Um, both cases, um, they look pretty good. I'm interested to see how this team does against a team that wants to slow it down a little bit. Yeah. And that's the sort of thing that keeps but, like expectations in check because we know that. If you're trying to play our game, we are going to beat just about anybody when it comes to up. Especially this yes, year. When it comes to an up-tempo offense. You don't try to play us fast because we will outrun you. And if you might be fist, like faster in the first half, we have more endurance and turn on that next-level gear that most teams don't have. So, mm-hmm. so I, I do see your point, um, playing the Virginias of the world or the Wisconsins of the world that slow down the tempo. How are we going to be able to function when we have to make more deliberate offensive sets? Yeah, not saying that they can't do it. We just haven't seen it yet. So we will see how that goes. I think as far as the as far as the first year players, Kobe White only has one speed. <laughs> that is as fast as possible all the time. Or, was it Jones that said <laughs> Which it? is not a bad was thing. It, was it Jones or someone else that said it? It's as fast as his afro will let him. <laughs> yeah. His handles oh. are something special. That around the back that where, where he passed it to Nas afterwards? Or was it Nas or was it Garrison? Mm-hmm. It was Garrison. I don't remember. That, oh, God. Going up the court, and that was so beautiful. Like, he can be special. Yeah, he looks like he has the ability to get to the hoop even better than Joel did. And Joel was unbelievable at getting to the basket. So that effectively ends the conversation. It looks like Kobe indeed has earned the starting spot over 7th. I think he has to. 7th looked a lot better than he had, but I don't even think he's in the same ballpark as Kobe. But keep in mind, it's still his first year. There yes. are going to be times where he does stupid stuff, and just to remember that. But and my dad also is, is ready to give him black hole of basketball um, <laughs> honors already. Not as bad as Marvin Bagley, but when he makes up his mind that he's going to the basket, he he's not giving up the ball. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's going to go all the way no matter what. So. That's interesting. Nas is an athlete. He is an athlete, but I'm worried that's all he's going to be. No. Because he made some boneheaded plays, and he there were a couple times where he forgot the play altogether, 
like that one time where he set the wrong screen and Sterling yelled at him in the middle of the play. Sterling, of all people, was telling him how to do things. And I think that he needs to get used to playing in an offense as opposed to playing in the Nas Little Show. I think he'll get there, though. I think he'll... I think the way that Roy plays, he will... He'll develop some of that basketball IQ to be able to make the plays and set the screens, but still be able to play his game. So. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm giving up on him yet. It's just my expectations of him and Kobe White have switched over the past 48 hours. And keeping on like the freshman train, I think Leaky Black looks extremely versatile. I mean, naturally, he's going to he's a yes. matchup problem as a guard, and. I can see him being somewhat of a hybrid between Theo and Justin in terms of having Theo's versatility, but Justin's matchup issues with defenders. Yes, so, definitely. And, and he has a dirty eight-foot so floater. I really enjoy watching him. And like I said, I've, we've been saying this the whole time. He's flying under the radar uh, when it comes to Kobe and Nas. And so he could very much end up surprising everybody. We might have like a gym when it comes to this recruiting class. He looks bigger than I thought he would. Like, I thought he'd come in looking skinnier, but he has some muscle on him. Um, which was encouraging to see. So, I think in turn... One last thing about the the scrimmage. Actually, a couple more things I just remembered. Okay, turnovers were a problem. Um, yes. But that seems to be a thing with every Carolina team, so... And three-point defense is no better. Three and three-point offense is bad, too. <laughs> it got better in the second half, but it was really bad in the first half. Um, yeah. Luke had a little bit of a dribble pull-up at one point, which I don't recall him see, recall seeing a lot of from him last year, which is a good improvement. Because I kept saying last year, he needs to be able to get his own shot. That's the next evolution of Luke's game, is being able to create his own offense. Um. And the Patriots really just ran a flea flicker. I'm so mad. But, yeah, the <laughs> I think Luke's going to be all right. I think people were worried. I think he's going to be just fine. Anything else for the scrimmage before we look forward? When asked what, he, what posit- uh. positives coach said at the video boards. <laughs> <laughs> Although they weren't showing highlights that he wanted to see the highlights. But he didn't have anything else to the say. The video boards were awesome. Well, I heard the intro was different. Yes. Two thumbs down from me. It sounded a little low key. They changed me. the music. Like they changed the music and they didn't count until like midway through the first half. It sort of was like that, like in our first couple years. That was more of a thing they started doing, like. Two years ago. We didn't count? Like, the numbers. Like, 31, 31, oh. 31 ACC regular season championships. Like, it used to start with, like, the I Am The Tar Heel videos and stuff. Like, in the first timeout. I feel like... I feel like the counting is better right before the game. Yeah. Did it update to 10 Hall of Famers? Yes. R.I.P. 9, 9, 9, Hall of Famous. 
Naismith Hall of Famers. I did not like the new intro music. I missed the ba ba da da ba ba da da ba 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 da da ba ba da da ba. That got me pumped. Still got to jump around though, right? Yeah, but it was not as good. Probably because it was an exhibition. But yeah. Um. So. Wofford. On Tuesday, the trap game to start the season. <laughs> Against the number one shooter in America, Fletcher McGee. I, I'm nervous. Because <laughs> yeah, I, <kinda> <laughs> I drove all the way down to Chapel Hill last December to watch us lose to Wofford, thanks to him. Uh, and their, their students are hyped because naturally, now they got a chip on their shoulder. Because they beat us, and they've been camping out like Duke kids do, just for this game. But hopefully we can knock them down, back off that pedestal. Yeah, hopefully. Three-point defense is going to be key, and being able to speed the game up and get them running up and down the court. Because they're a slow-tempo offense, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yes. That's what I remember now. But that was the thing where we even played good defense against him. He was just flinging stuff, and it was going in. Like Steph Curry level, flinging it. So we will see with Wofford. I, I didn't even realize we had a game on Tuesday. Yeah, we have a game on Tuesday. I didn't either until we were about to start, and I was like, wait. We have actual games. I tried to get tickets. I, and then... Because it's only like an hour from my house. Friday, we have Wofford, or not Wofford, we have Elon at Elon. They are opening up their, their new arena um, down in down near Burlington. So, starting the year with two road games, that's exciting. <laughs> I say super, um, super sincerely. Two more road games in Duke. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, those are two games before we finally come home uh, next Monday against Stanford. So, hopefully we're coming back 2-0. Um, but we will definitely see how that goes. And it's also non-conference, so it's not the end of the world if we don't come back 2-0 because this is the time that we want to experiment and give the first year is a chance to make mistakes and learn. Would ra I'd rather them do it now than in February. But also boost, boost that RPI. I, I want some wins. Yeah, that's true. Also, one more thing from the scrimmage that, or the exhibition game that I want to bring up: Walker Miller looks in peak form, as bad as ever. <laughs> Poor guy. That one shot where he just like threw it behind the basket, I felt so bad for him. When but um, what's his name? The the JV call up. He looked like he could get up. Uh, Caleb Ellis. Ah, uh, new Aaron. Yes, he looked solid. The new heartthrob of the team, apparently. Yes. 
And Andrew Playtech tried dunking on a fast break and couldn't get rim. It was close. Oh my god. He was close. I- <laughs> He's gotta get more scrappy. I died. I was like, you, sir, are a stereotype right now. <laughs> that was so funny. Bless his heart. Oh, that was funny. Um, so I just glanced at Ken Palm because I forgot that that was a thing. We're starting at number three. Um, number one, Kansas. Number two, Duke. I I, I truly think Duke's going to be overrated, but it remains to be seen. We will see. Maybe that's just my bias showing. Any other college basketball like national things before we move on? I should probably do an audible next. I saw that uh, some guy committed to NC State is considering foregoing college to go pro. I forget his name, but he's from the Bahamas, I think. Hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. Oh, I guess we haven't had a show since um, they announced the the change to the G League. And that can be our audible. Look at that. Look <laughs> at God. So this segment is brought to you by Audible. For you, the listeners never made varsity, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I've listened to Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson through Audible. And you can download it or another audiobook free by trying audible.com. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nmvpod for your free audiobook. So, starting next year, next summer, a high schooler can go straight to the G League and make six figures. They can forego college and go straight to the G League if they would like. I forget what the actual salary was, but I know it's a hundred thousand. It's like a hundred, yeah, a hundred something. I think one twenty, maybe one twenty. I mean, yeah, I, I think that is a step towards the future. To be quite honest, um, and I think that the the G League is developing to something really like vast and expansive when it comes to the NBA, uh, mm-hmm. and you know the NCAA is not going to be paying players so. It's going to be hard not to turn that down if it really starts catching fire. Because then you don't have to worry about people getting paid if they can go straight to the G League. There's not going to be eligibility issues or professionalism issues or anything like that. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. Um, Does that mean the, the downfall of college paid. basketball, though? No. Well, I, but surely it probably go so, back cause... to four-year players. And in that sense, that ultimately, I think, benefits us because we, I mean, at our best, we are we, st- oh, we thrive off of experience uh, rather than raw talent. I do think that there will be more four-year players, but I think that it won't eliminate one-and-dones completely because... I think that players might think that they'll benefit better to the exposure or the coaching that they'll get from a Blue Blood school. And also, there are going to be players who decide not to go to the G League that then exceed expectations and end up going to the draft or something like that. Just like how there are one-and-dones that end up disappointing, like Alex Poitras. 
Will there be like a G League draft, or how would that work? I presume it's just placement onto a team. It's not like it doesn't really matter because while they'd be affiliated with the NBA team, they'd then drop the affiliation and get drafted. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it would work. Because it's just the minor leagues. But yeah, I think it's a good move. Yeah. So. I don't really see a negative of it. Neither do I. Um, David must be in some really intense traffic. Either that or he just wanted to get a bath. I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm really tired. I am fading fast. Let's talk about Faki and you erased baseball. <laughs> well, yeah, it ain't baseball season anymore. We haven't had a season. We haven't had an episode since the World Series ended. Okay, baseball corner. The Sox won the World Series. Go Sox. The end. <laughs> what? Since when were you a Sox fan? I have been. I just have who who picked the socks at the very beginning of the season. Go back and listen to the pod. Oh, well, not me. I've been a big Poppy fan since two thousand four. I thought you were a fan of whatever team the tourists represented. No, that was just because I interned for the tourists. I'll cheer for the Rockies when it comes to uh, the NL side. But no, yeah, but you're a Sox fan of the AL because my baseball fan. Hood has been somewhat vague. It was originally a Braves fan that became disillusioned in 2003 when we lost to the Marlins, and then that same year started dating some other baseball teams and watched the greatest playoff series of all time, watching the Red Sox beat the Yankees coming back from 3-0, and I was hooked. And so that's how that happened, and became a big Poppy fan. That's fair. I'll give you that. Um, anyways, yeah, field hockey. We won the ACC. It's our 21st ACC championship. We're really good at field hockey. 21. Uh, we, had our, we had our worst defensive game of the season and still won 7-2. That's only the second time this season that uh, the opponent has scored two on us. Is that correct? What? Wasn't this the, only the second game where the opponent scored two goals on us? It was only Duke was the only, yes. only other one. Yes. So, bad is, like, very relative. Yeah. But no. And. We just have so many good players. Aaron Matson. Aaron Matson is She's unbelievable. Her, her ball skills are incredible. Did you watch the game, Maverick? Her, her first goal her was amazing. When they gave her baseline, she could get past yeah. anybody. My Focky um, buddy, Ava, scored. I was happy for her. Yeah. I, they were only allowed to have, like, 24, I think, girls on the bench. So the ones that weren't allowed on the bench, there were four of them that were all first years. They sat right next to us, and so I got some field hockey questions answered. I found out that the ball does not always need to touch the black strip on a regular shot. No, if it ricochets off a player, it can hit the net. 
so the only time it needs to hit the black strip is on a corner if on the first shot if you take a back if it's, it's a slap, slap shot. shot. Yeah. Any other time it doesn't need to. And if it's on the second shot on a corner then it doesn't need to. And I also found out that the dotted line basically means nothing. Which answered the biggest question I've had in my two years of field hockey. No, we we had what five different players score goals. Um, Catherine Hayden got a score. Uh, Casey Sumfest also scored. In addition to Ava and Aaron, who scored. I mean, we just played mm-hmm. really well. Yeah, and our senior goalie. Uh, Mary Catherine Hara got some time in the game at the end, so it was nice to see a senior get to play in the ACC championship. And the NCAA tournament bracket comes out in about 40 minutes. 30, 40 so, minutes. So, um, yeah, I think that we have a chance at going far in the tournament. Did you promise y'all rings? No, not yet. Oh, Knock on wood. I'll be upset. I really hope we win it all, and I really hope we get rings. I mean, in all honesty, we have all the tools to win it all. I wouldn't be surprised if we did, but as Coach said at the very end, it's one game at a time now. Yeah, it is one game at a time, but we have, from what I've been hearing, we have one of the best field hockey teams that people have ever seen so I'll take us going against anybody it's like basketball you have the veteran leadership and then you have the young froshes and young players that are contributing early yeah Aaron has like 16 goals that was like your 16th goal today that's insane Something for a like freshman. That. She, she's our best offensive player and it's her first season we're not even talking about Ashley Hoffman. Yeah. So I mean, we are just absolutely stacked. Yes. I'm rooting for him. Shall we talk? I'm ready to win. Bring some natties. <laughs> Shall we talk football? I sure. I don't have much to talk about. I got to wait. Yeah, your game's tomorrow against the Cowboys. Probably going to get curb stomped. That's all I got to say. <laughs> um, so the Panthers played the Buccaneers today. We set a franchise record for a number of points in the first half. It was 35-7 to seven at the half. And then the Panthers do what they always do, which is blow a lead. Um, did not score in the third quarter. They got within one score. Um and then came through an insurance touchdown to Greg, Greg Olson, and uh, were able to pull out the dub at home. Uh, the Panthers have won 10 straight home games. I am, I don't worry about blowing leads anymore because I realize that in all the games where the Panthers have blown a lead, they haven't lost. So I've just stopped worrying about it whenever the the eventual blown lead comes. I just accept it and move on. 
<laughs> I don't know how good this, like, if this team is good enough to, like, actually make moves. But Dragonfly Jones on Twitter said the Panthers are going to mess around and do something stupid like going to, like go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so I'd really like that. Um, the offense is definitely good enough. The defense is a question mark, which is weird to say about this team. But we will see. I'm feeling good. We're 6-2. and two. We're on schedule. Um, we can still catch the Saints. We're in control of our own destiny. We can have a home playoff game. But you have to handle the games you're supposed to handle. Um, next up is the Steelers on Thursday in Pittsburgh. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm feeling good. Now the Browns. Um, I didn't watch the game because I was at the field hockey game, but I saw that we lost. Um, we had a lot of injuries happen, and the Chiefs are good. But it seemed like the offense wasn't horrible, which is a good improvement from Hugh Jackson. Also, Hugh Jackson got fired since the last time we recorded, and he's preaching that it wasn't his fault and that if he had more time, he could have done better. But he had, what, three and a half years? 339-1 or something like that? He had an unbelievably long leash. <laughs> Whereas Rob Chudzinski had one season. Oh, Chud. And then got a can. <laughs> I miss Chud so much. I'm glad we have North Turner now, but Chud was great. Um, I am baffled that... Greg Williams has an NFL head coaching job. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who let that happen. If you looked at a picture of Greg Williams then and Greg Williams now, it looks like he's in witness protection. Um, how do you feel about Greg Williams on, like, on a whole? I mean, the defense has been pretty good this year. So, if he gets results, that's all I could ask. Yeah, he got results before when he was targeting Brett Barb. <laughs> he was I even on our staff for a time. It was not very popular. Yeah. As long as you don't target people. Oh, I hate him. Uh, he's a dirty cheater. I can't stand him. <laughs> but also the Saints, so... It's required. So the Peter Man was back in full <laughs> in full effect today. <laughs> I, just, I just love the mock. I don't know why, just the Peter Man. <laughs> it's just bad. Really bad. <laughs> he's, the, he's literally the worst quarterback I've ever seen. Like how? how? And I watch UNC football. Have a job in the <laughs> National Football League. He had three interceptions today. <laughs> he has a, like, record low, like, I'm pretty sure he has the lowest passer rating in NFL history for qualified quarterbacks. Because somehow this man still has a job. He's the Marvin Lewis of NFL <laughs> quarterbacks. <laughs> It's ridiculous. No, apparently EJ Manuel put something on his story saying, like, uh, you can say what you want about me, but at least I wasn't this bad. 
What is EJ Manuel up to these days? I have no idea. Is he in Canada? I feel like he'd fit in on a Canadian team. Right, though? Put him on the Argonauts. Yeah. The Argos. EJ Manuel. He's not doing anything. Get that man on a team. Uh, the Rams are no longer undefeated. Um, the Saints spoiled their perfect season. I hate the Saints, and I'm upset about it. But it shows that the Rams are beatable, which I think was showed shown last week that they they're definitely beatable if you don't beat yourselves. So you have to play a good game, but it's definitely possible. Michael Thomas can football. Can we talk about that celebration he had at the last touchdown? The Joe Horn throwback. <laughs> that was so funny. For those of you who didn't see, he hid a flip phone under the under the goalpost covering and pulled it out after he scored a touchdown. Now, my thing is, did he have a cell phone under both goalpost coverings? <laughs> <laughs> or was he was he hoping that he would get a touchdown on that one? How much planning went into this? I don't know. I mean, these celebrations are getting more and more choreographed. There had to be some level of planning. I like him to just go through all the great celebrations. Like I want to see him whip out the sharpie and the sock and sign the ball. <laughs> I want to see the Randy Moss mooning the crowd if they ever go to Lambeau. (laughs) (laughs) Just bring them all out. Yeah. All right. So we are halfway through the NFL season. So how are our preseason predictions looking? I don't remember what I predicted. I I just like to apologize. Oh, you you don't remember, Aaron? If it was a Brown Super Bowl, then it's still possible. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize. I had some clout at the beginning of the season with my team. That clout's gone. <laughs> I thought I had my sheet on here saying my record prediction with like a game-by-game win-loss. Um... I'm pretty sure I said six and two, not this way, but still six and two at this point. So my predictions, I think, are looking pretty good. I think I switched the Washington and Philly game. I predicted we'd beat Washington and lose to Philly, and it was the other way around. Um, but I hope I'm wrong because I want to go twelve and four, and I predicted like ten and six. So we'll see. You'll see. I really want this team to do really well, but I don't know. Um, are the Lakers good? I mean, we're, what, like two weeks into the season? Yes. We can say the Cavs are bad, but I don't think that we can say whether or not the Lakers are. Well, I, I'm not going to say that any team with LeBron James is bad. I'm not going to do that. That's fair. Um, 
but cohesive, baby. So who have they lost to? They lost to the T Wolves in a heck of a game from. Hey, how about my phone stop doing that? Um, A heck of a (laughs) game from Jimmy Butler. They lost to the Spurs twice and the Nuggets and Clippers. So, take that how you will. And then, uh, naturally, Luke Walton's the one that is taking the fire. There's already been speculations that he'll be fired or anything like that. I mean, mean, LeBron teams in his first year on a new team always have some growing pains at the beginning. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I mean, I'm not worried. So, like... Two weeks into the season is far too early for them to hit the panic button, in my opinion. I agree. They'll figure it out by the All-Star break. Also, it looks like uh, everything's pointing to them signing Tyson Chandler, who just uh, who's going to be bought out by the Suns. So they're adding another big uh, to their lineup. That's good, because they're... They are good when JaVale McGee is on the court, which is, good Lord, I am saying that sentence in 2018. Um, <laughs> quite honestly, he's one of the most productive players. This yeah. one of his best seasons. <laughs> he, but when he's off the court, they have no rim protection whatsoever, and they are really bad, really, really bad on defense, so... I have I have a question. Hmm. When are y'all going to be comfortable saying LeBron is no longer the best player in the world? I mean that you're talking to Aaron. I still think MJ is. No, right now, no, no the like best right player now. Yeah, oh, right presently now. in the league. I don't know. When KD gets one more Finals MVP. Because then he'll tie him. I don't think it. Ha- I don't think it has to do with hardware, personally. I mean, it's close right now. I think it's closer than it has been, just because. I think LeBron has the capabilities to play defense at a elite all all NBA defense level whenever he wants to. I feel like he does not all the time. Yeah. I think that's fair. But Which is frustrating. I do think that it's it's hard to determine then when if if he loses the ability when he does lose that ability if he doesn't try. Because I don't I don't think we see a full LeBron until May. Yeah. I mean, like, if you watched this past year's playoffs and thought LeBron wasn't the best player in the world, then I have many questions to ask you. And like you said, and like I said already, it's two weeks into the NBA season. It's early to make sweeping statements. 
Um, D Rose came back. He went into the time oh, machine yeah. six years. My gosh. <laughs> and I did not know he still had that in him. Did anybody? I'm pretty sure we we all pretty much wrote it off that he did not have 50 points in him anymore. I don't think his knees were. I didn't even know he was on the Timberwolves. Oh, my gosh. We're good. (laughs) We're back to normal. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was weird to watch. It was like (laughs) like I mean that like sincerely. It was strange to watch him put up numbers like that. Because I don't think anybody's ever seen that somebody with that many knee like leg injuries in basketball and be able to have that type of production. I mean, you can tell yeah. it definitely affected him. He was on the verge of tears, if not totally crying at the very end, just because I mean he's went through all that and he was someone who was off regard. He was going to be on like that top tier level before all those injuries happened. And then he regressed so far where he almost was completely out of the league. So, I mean, I'm very much happy for him that he's able to climb all the way back. Contemplated retirement last year. Like, he was almost out, out of the league. Mm-hmm. Now, what's complicated about the, the D. Rose resurgence is... a. Uh, a lot of people, me included, well, I'll speak for myself. I felt weird feeling happy for him concerning his legal problems with the sexual assault that he was accused of, which if you haven't read the deposition for that for that case, it is really bad. Like, even if you don't believe that the the evidence lines up that he did it, which in the civil court, he was not found liable. In that same case, he was not able to have... He was not able to tell you, like, a good definition of consent, which is bad. And that came, that came back up this week because the... Um, wow... I am blanking because it's 9.40 at night. What is it called? It's, it's, appeal. It's really the appeal of that decision is coming up. That's the word I was looking for. It's really 10.40. Yeah, that darn yes. time change. Oh, that's that's why I'm so tired. Okay. <laughs> because my body thinks it's 10.40 at night. But I got an extra hour of sleep, so, like, I don't know. I was wondering why I was so damn tired, and that is... That is the reason why. But yes, the this game is getting chippy with the um, Pats and Packers. This is a serious topic. Oh my goodness! So yeah, the the appeal for that decision is happening very soon. So yeah, that complicated matters, I think, for a lot of people. But as a pure basketball story, it was incredible to watch. And I did not know that he could do that. And I feel like a lot of players related to it because you never see that. You never see somebody with that many of that type of injury be able to come back like that. So, 
Yeah, I feel like you can't not be happy for uh, for Derrick Rose after that. Like, love him or hate him. It's just good for him and good for basketball. Um, Clay had a clay quarter, but the Warriors are bored. <laughs> and I... I no longer hate the Warriors, I don't think. They're just fun to watch, so I'm just going to watch them and have fun. Because we're never going to... I don't think we're ever going to see this type of dominance again. Yeah, I am not... I haven't watched the game of basketball this year, so... Yeah. We can talk about the reasons that we will never see that type of dominance Another time where I'm not literally about to fall asleep talking to you. Mm-hmm. I am also tired. Mav, how are you feeling? I, Dallas is struggling, but I think it's time to put away that argument that Luca does not belong. If you have not seen Luca play, the kid belongs in this league. I mean, his passing, his vision is just incredible. He put up 31 points the other night. I mean, you can't not belong in this league to imp- and put up those kind of numbers. Um, I mean, I really like his stroke, too. He he, he he was only coming in with like a 27% three-point shooter. He's already up to 34% so far this year. Um, and his step-back three, particularly, uh, he got Andrew Wiggins on skates when we played Minnesota the other night. It was beautiful. But there's still a lot of issues with the team. Just a lot of chaos. But So I, I'm really just enjoying it, though, because like I said, it's like college football where everybody's playing for second at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's exciting race for second, so I'm all for it. <laughs> um, anything else before we get out of here? Jimmy Butler is trying his hardest to get traded. Did y'all see what he did at the Warriors game? I did not actually. Like the Warriors fans had towels at the in the arena, and they they were doing like a sort of like a rowdy towel spinning. Then he grabbed one and started spinning with them against his <laughs> own team. Lord, that's kind of funny. <laughs> like he's trying his hardest to get traded. I would too. A busy world. And Do people sports. like playing for tips? I don't think people like playing for tips. I mean, he plays people forty nine minutes a game, so I think there's a maximum amount that you can like playing that much basketball. Yeah. It's like how Hugh Jackson punished Antonio Callaway by playing him every down, <laughs> but that being your whole season. That's a lot. Alrighty. Shall we? Sorry, Garrett. Sorry, David. I just yawned into the mic. <laughs> Looks like we forgot David. But he'll be here on the, this, the content edition. Yeah, he'll be here later in the week. But until then, you can find us at tinyurl.com. Never made varsity. Leave us a five star rating and a review on iTunes. Anything you liked or didn't like, be sure to let us know via Twitter at Never Made Pod. 
Thank you to Audible for sponsoring the show. For your 30-day trial, go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Thank you to David Cutter for the music. And I'm going to bed. Sleep tight. Sweet dreams. Good night.